If you are hearing this voice, that means it is another Friday. You've made it. The work week is over. You've clocked out. You said hell no to your boss. It's time for you some you time. It's the weekend. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, one, because I love talking with you all. But two, because we have a very special guest here. But before I introduce him, I'll let the regular degulars go ahead and say their piece. I was not about to mute myself to call be called regular degular, but here I am. Hi, Shakshu Sherry back again. Um, yeah, why did you call me regular degular? I'll fight you later. Hi, guys. Love you. Howdy. I am very regular. That's all I have to say. Wait, hold on. I would just like to say... Um, if people have noticed, Shane has been here for the whole season thus far, and I just want to give him a shout out for not <laughs> for not missing an episode. We love wow. it. Shane, you're evolving. Look at you. Y'all, it's only episode four. Give me a couple weeks. Um, no, We've got six more. Where, where are you going? Where We have more than six more. You don't know we have 15 episodes per season? I'm yeah. only here for 10, mama. <laughs> I have six more. You guys have 11. Um, anyways, great to see you. Can we introduce our guest? Yes, I'm happy to. So <laughs> I'm really excited to introduce this guest because he has been a friend of the pod since day one. He had his own podcast that actually inspired me to start this podcast. And we have been friends for a very long time. Coming from sunny South Florida, this is my friend, Dan Suarez. Oh! Hello, thank you for having me. Um, we're very welcome. I mean, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? We are very happy to have you here. Um, I Dan, didn't know that my my former podcast inspired yours. That's like, wow, okay, look at the impact. Oh <laughs> yes, I loved your podcast. I don't know if you remember, I used to tune into your Facebook Lives. I used to be chatting to you guys. Me and Sherry. Sherry, remember we did that a couple times. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> yes, so it's full circle. Dan and I have been friends since high school, um, and he is a very special person and someone that I hold near and dear to my heart. And give him a big shout out because he just turned 30 and we celebrated his doble quince in Palm Springs and had the you best just time. You blasted my gang shint all over your podcast. <laughs> oh my God, I know, I know, I know. I'm, But here, we embrace being older here. We love... Yeah, no, it's okay. I love, I love my new 30 it's great and no i can't wait to be 30 so how does it feel do you have any advice for the rest of us oh yeah i've learned so much <laughs> it's been two weeks i don't know um no yeah we like had this talk you, you actually came out for my birthday celebration this year you came all the way out to los angeles um we had a cute little a cute little moment a cute little weekend in palm springs Yes, um, we did. And, and it we was were the best. talking about, I think you were the one who asked me this question. We were talking about like what I've learned so far, like my takeaway from all the years, whatever. And um, I'm sticking to that answer. I said something along the lines of like, it's not that deep. 
Like, it's really not that deep. Like, get over it. Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. No, I love that. And it's taken me so long to learn that. I feel like in your young 20s, you're so obsessed with, like, being right or, like, having things perfect or, like, I don't know, being cool for other people. That's what I love about being older is just I'm way too tired to give a damn. Honestly, I just cannot care because I didn't even eat three meals today. So how the fuck am I supposed to care what you think about me? Well, Dan, it is so great to have you on the pod. I can't wait to hear your opinions on all the things we're talking about this week. We had to talk about a very special person because I know you love this person very much. So she made it on the list this week. Um, but before that, yes. what are you all? What, what are your recommendations? Shane, come on. Tell us what you got. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off. First and foremost, we've already recommended on the show, but it kind of segues into it. But The White Lotus ended this past weekend. Um, episode six, the finale aired. Uh, obviously, it was a massive hit. It's like the most, the biggest uh, hit that has been a part of like the HBO Max era of HBO. Um, so for everybody who was on the kick for The White Lotus and is now looking for something to fill their time, Um, the author of big little lies, Leanne Moriarty, she has another book called nine perfect strangers that is being turned into a series that actually premieres on the 18th, um, of this month on Hulu. And similarly to the white Lotus, uh, nine perfect strangers is essentially about a bunch of rich people who go to a health and wellness resort They meet this resort director. Her name is Masha. She's played by Nicole Kidman in the series. And I don't want to talk about too much crazy shit happens. It gets very wild in the same way that Big Little Lies gets wild. Um, It's very funny. It's very dramatic. Uh, And so the book is fantastic. The series starts this week. And that's my recommendation. You love a series about rich white people. So I like that you're staying with that theme. I sure do. Um, Sherry, what do you have for us this week? Okay. My recommendation is not new, but it is relevant. I'm going to tie it in. I promise. So go ahead and finish eating your salad. We don't want you to choke. Not in front of my salad. Not in front of your guest. (laughs) (laughs) That was me finishing the salad. So can I talk now? Is that okay? Please be my guest. Okay, Here I am. I am your guest. Okay. My recommendation is actually Mindhunter starring Jonathan Groff because listen, hear me out. I don't know if you guys have heard We live in Atlanta. There is low-key a serial killer on the loose. The FBI has been called in to investigate. I will give you the rundown. So about two weeks ago, a woman was found in Piedmont Park, which is basically Atlanta Central Park, mutilated. They said that there was DNA from the killer found on the dog. And my first thought is, on the dog, where were her fingers? It is later found out that she was chopped up essentially. Um, And the FBI was called in two days later, very reminiscent of season two of Mindhunter with Jonathan Groff. So I'm watching this go down and because I've already seen Mindhunter and how the FBI is moving, I'm concerned because also this past week on Thursday, there was a bartender that was killed 
After leaving her shift at 4 a.m., she was followed to her house. 4.30, she was abducted, and she was found dead. So I believe there is a war on women happening in Atlanta right now. Um, it's very interesting. The FBI and the Atlanta Police Department have not confirmed that it's a serial killer, but the streets are whispering, and I'm a part of the streets. This is a serial killer. This is one of four bodies found in Atlanta in the past month that have either had something chopped off all women, all in parks. We will go ahead and dub them the Piedmont park ripper. Okay. You heard it here first. I'm with you, Sherry. Shane, I feel like we talked about this too. I feel like serial killer is very likely. Very. And it's It is. And no one is talking about it because no one knows. The only reason I found out is because of ATL Scoop. So that is a part of my media recommendations. Basically, it's vigilante reporting where people just tag ATL Scoop to show what's going on in the city because Atlanta does not have the resources to report on it. Now, I love me some ATL Scoop. I almost ordered a hoodie from them last week. I do want to say I tried to report that there was a fire by Shane's house and they did not repost it. ATL Scoop, I want to know, do you want to keep the people safe or not? There was a fucking blazing ass fire. I could see it from my house blocks away. Why don't you want the people to be safe? Shane, I should have texted you and asked if you're okay. I see now that you are, though. So that's good. I did not hear about this fire. I did not see this fire. I did smell smoke, but I was like, damn, is somebody burning like a fire in their house, like in a chimney in the middle of August? Don't worry. I took a video so I can text it to you. Well, what the well, hell is ATL Scoop doing? I could have burned alive. Well, also, the reason Mindhunter um, correlates with my media recommendation is because they're going after the serial killer in Atlanta during the 70s, I believe. Um, and the way that they're moving is pretty the much the same murders. that they're moving. Yes, the child murderer. Guess what? The person that they arrested, allegedly, he may not be the actual killer. We have the same birthday. Wayne Williams. I hate that for me. Yo, Gemini's day murdering people straight up. No offense, Sherry, but like Gemini's are like oh, the number one. You totally that. <laughs> that was totally offensive. Yo, my mom is also a Gemini, and let me tell you, that tracks because that bitch be killing them. She said. <laughs> I'm eating my mic. Literally. Okay, well, my recommendation is actually kind of in the same vein. So um, y'all know I'm a smart bitch. I be reading. Um, And this is a really interesting book. It's called, yeah, Shane, I told you. It was literally a huge fire. I could see it from my house. Oh, my God. For everybody who doesn't know, Amanda sent me the video on my text and I just got it. And it's 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 a blaze, bitch. (laughs) I told you. I literally could see flames like off the top of my building. Like it was like in the distance, I can see flames. It was actually a humongous fire. So sorry I didn't text you, but I'm glad you're. Could have been my house, and I didn't even get a text. I'm sorry. I know that was so fucked up. I didn't even think about your ass. I was just trying to be famous on ATL Scoop, to be honest. <laughs> like I sat outside and worked for hours until it was put out. Like I was Wait, just obsessed. So is this is this ATL Scoop like the Citizen app? Like so but, kind of. It's basically Or is it more like Gossip Girl for crime? It's kind of like, like a it's if you mix Citizen and Gossip Girl, there's ATL Scoop. It's an Instagram page where people just record shit happening in the city and send it to them and ATL Scoop will post it. So like it'll be like they report shit before the news even gets it because it's happening like in real time. So people will be like, um, I'm at this bar right now and a fight just broke out, someone just got shot. And like ATL Scoop's like shooting at blah blah blah, like 
here's the footage. Like literally it's, it's crazy. But then they also give us the other drama. That's like, Oh, somebody took a shit in the middle of Linux mall. Here's the photo evidence. Like, (laughs) right. Okay. So it's what the news like should be, but yes. They also show like, you know, crackheads with supernatural strength, all the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my favorite ones where it's like the crackheads that are standing on top of a light post. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, um, what's that world star meets Gossip Girl meets the news. (laughs) 100% you are on to something right there. Anyway, my recommendation, y'all know I'm a smart bitch. I be reading. Um, This is a book. It's called Lost Girls, an unsolved American mystery by Robert Kolker. If you have not heard of the case that this is about, then I am going to enlighten you. There are hella podcasts about it. Um, This is about Lisk, also known as the Long Island serial killer. They still don't know who Lisk is. These women have been missing since the beginning of the decade. Actually, this past decade, uh, like 2011 is when these women went missing. A lot of people think that it could be someone in law enforcement. A lot of the women had similar jobs. They were all escorts who were promoting their services on Backpage and Craigslist. It is bananas. The book is crazy because they go into some really great details about like just theories and conspiracies and things like that. What I really love about it, I read a lot of like true crime and serial killer books. They do such great profiles on these girls as victims. And I've, I've been following this case for years and I've never learned like half of the details about these women. They really, the author does such a great job of painting them as human beings whose families now will never get to see them again. And it's heartbreaking, but so well done. I recommend it 100%. It's a New York Times bestseller. So you know, it's got to be good. And um, it has a Netflix film that I've never seen. So I mean, I'm almost done with it. So I'm gonna probably watch it when I'm done. Dan, do you have any recommendations for us? It's okay if you don't because I kind of put you um, on the spot. No, yeah, I can come up with something. Um, so I know Shane last week mentioned that he had just discovered Glow Up, the makeup artist series on Netflix. I yes. love that brand of like reality competition. Like when it's actually good, I really love that. So there's another oh, show same. that's on HBO where it's a floristry design competition. They have, I haven't watched the second season yet. It just came out in July. So, but the first season, I'm very close to finishing and I'm obsessed. They make like beautiful, like it's just, it's working with flowers, but like theme challenges, everything you love about a reality competition without the, I mean, I know you guys are super into like the caddy drama of reality. That's not my steez. This is like, this is like, it's real competition. Like, it's really good. Um, and then one of the judges on it also has like a coffee shop out here in LA. It's a black family owned company. Um, his name is, what is his name? Maurice something. But he's one of the judges on the show and all of their style is like so cool. Like what they make with these flowers are gorgeous. Like I think you guys would like it. Um, I, I would love, love this. Shit. I love all competition shows. Let's not forget, I was the one who broke the news about The Masked Singer being an amazing television show. If you have not Yo, watched it, you, you got our entire our entire household hooked on that show. And, and did Andy, I lie? my boyfriend, is like really good at guessing these people. He his database is like. I don't understand why you know this person and know so specifically what they've done, but 
good for you for identifying this nobody on the mass singer. Like, <laughs> Could not agree more. So I love a competition show. I love all of them. Honestly, Big Brother. I love Mass Singer. Um, I used to love Survivor. Oh, Great British Bake Off. How can I forget? Like all of that shit. I love so much. Such a great recommendation. I will definitely give it a watch. Um, okay, so should we dive into something that I feel like We've been sitting on ready. We've had a lot of things we could say about this because we have some super fans on this podcast. So now that we've kind of seen some resolution, I guess we can bring it up. If you have not heard, our girl, Britney Spears, is finally getting a little bit of relief after many, many years and months of people asking for Britney to get some of her freedom back. Jamie Spears finally agrees to step down as Britney's conservator. How does everyone feel about that? Dan, I know that you are a fan. You even went to Britney's, um, her residency in Vegas, didn't you? I've gone twice, yeah. Oh, not once but twice, bitch. <laughs> Don't check no, yeah, my I friend. <laughs> Can I ask um, a no. question before yeah, you start? I Okay. So her stepping down, does that mean the conservatorship is over? Or Ma'am, they have who, to is find her? who is her? Who is her? Jamie is her dad. Jamie Lynn is her sister. So Jamie Spears is her father. And then there's Lynn Spears, her mother, and then Jamie Lynn, her <laughs> sister. I'm aware, but I thought Jamie Lynn was taking over the conservatorship. Oh, no, that's not, no, that's no, not okay. happening. Got Thank it. God. So, so does that mean the conservatorship is over? No. So what's happened? Like, okay. So there's mixed feelings because like, Yes, that is publicly what is happening. He's stepping down, but the like actual paper trail of it, it he's making it complicated. He's like saying, I'm not going to leave until this date, until this type of business is wrapped up, until we can approve the next person. Like he's putting a lot of stipulations that are going to elongate the process for sure and get tied up in court. Um, and he, like it's argued that he doesn't still have to be in the position that he is in for these things to wrap up. And he's doing this intentionally to throw a wrench in Britney's plans. But I like that it's progress. Like <laughs> the poor thing hasn't been on her own domain in so long. Not that she needs yeah. to have full, full control, but she should have a very big voice in her business. I do feel like Brittany is at a point in her life where maybe there does need to be some type of like guidance. Um, I think what's happening now, a lot of people are calling it conservator abuse. And I can agree with that because this is like unprecedented. Like we've never seen this type of control over an individual, especially one her age like she's of able body and it's just really wild that she's like a prisoner in her own life i like personally don't understand how he could be a point like how he can have this role in the first place it that's seems I, I unethical agree. i agree like and the amount of money that he's made since he's become her conservator is like that alone should be a red flag the numbers are a, like he makes like 16,000 a month since 2009 off of her. So that's a job being a conservator. 
Yes. So on top of like any other business dealings that his name was on or whatever, to be the conservator of the estate is a paid position that she's bankrolling. So that's since 2009, that's over $2 million just on that as salary. Not you having the numbers. Oh no. Yeah. I, this is Brittany. Okay. Yes. (laughs) It's Kale. And then you you also had Jamie Lynn Spears, like kind of trying to like ride her own success and like career off of her sister, like absolute fucking bullshit. Oh well, no, Jamie, that's crazy Jamie to Lynn too. is embarrassing. Yeah. She's um, <laughs> let it be known, Alexa Jean Young. If you're listening to this, if you ever tried this type of bullshit in public or private, <laughs> I am breaking out of whatever shackles they put me in to beat your ass. Because what gets me is the fact that this girl was sitting in silence, letting her family take advantage of her freaking sister, like they're not blood relatives. Had the nerve to post this like tearful like plea on the internet being like she's my sister i don't really care what she does i just want her to be happy huh you don't care what i do and what's happening to me you don't care if i'm locked in a damn dungeon basement getting beat the fuck up you just want me to be happy newsflash bitch i'm not very happy when your daddy is controlling my entire life and you're living vicarious through me like a damn single white female. It's creepy. She could have been on her own, but she ended Zoe one-on-one because her ass got pregnant. And I have never let her, you know, I've had a vendetta against her because I wanted to see the actual finale of that show and she ruined it. Listen, we let her get away with that shit for far too fucking long. Did Chase call her yes or no? Because the fucking <laughs> sidekick was ringing on the side of the fountain and that shit just fell into the fountain and we just never knew what the fuck happened like really jamie lynn why don't you focus on that instead of trying to give us smoke and mirrors talking about why and how you're not culpable in what's happening to your sister like yeah who's having that conversation who is having that conversation as oprah winfrey would say i do want and hope in the future i don't know that britney would be up for it i would love to hear your opinions once, An Oprah interview? Yes. And once Jamie is out of the picture, do we think Brittany will tell her own story? There's rumors that she might, but nothing can happen until all of the legal is tied up. And that could take still a really long time. So there's also just the act of like, I think, revisiting all like the trauma and everything of like a decade's worth of all this bullshit that she's gone through that like. I couldn't blame her if she was like, you know what? No, like it's over. And I just like, I want to be done with it. I want to just, you know, do my own thing from now on. I don't want to revisit it. I don't want to relive it. Um, Cause I mean, literally in more ways than one, she's completely like lost a family. Like, and that's so sad and so heartbreaking. And like her testimony, like weeks ago um, that the judge initially like denied is absolutely like insane. It's heartbreaking. Like listening to her talk about all the stuff that she's gone through over the past, you know, 10 year over 10 years. And like, it's so sad. And then just to see like the way that her own family has like treated her. And then like for Jamie Lynn to come out and try to act like, you know, oh, all I've wanted is the best for her all this time and blah, blah, blah. Like while like watching her literally be like emotionally waterboarded for over a decade. It's so sad. I feel like some of the things that were happening to her have to be illegal. Like her talking about them making her get an IUD so she can't have a child. Like that can't be legal is that's that some right? handmaid's tale shit like she very, is in very handmaid's tale very I mean, like she yeah 
it she, just goes she cannot to show, escape. It just goes to show there are no protections towards women's bodies. And that is just another, first of all, mental health, but also autonomy over your body and what you want to do with it. And that's just honestly so fucked up. We spend so much time talking about women like all over the world and how they're denied rights. We never take a look at the fact that that happens legitimately in our own country every single fucking day. And I think that's in so many a whole ways other conversation. Too, like- the way that that translates into day to days for everybody, it's so vast and how much impact that has. Like, this is a minute, specific instance, this conservatorship, which is not like, this is not like everyday people are dealing with a conservatorship. But this just goes to show that, like, these are the systems and, like, that's what's happening. Like, it's a damn shame. And I just, I think what we all want for Britney is for her to be able to live the life she wants to, whether that's performing, whether that's making music, whether that's never fucking talking to us again. I think she's gone through like more than most people will go through in their lifetimes. And it's just, I feel like the news, although not entirely what we wanted to hear is a step in the right direction. And I applaud the people who brought this to the world's attention through like the free Britney movement, because this has really been happening for such a long time. And without these people, I mean, I don't think we would have even the small amount of progress that we have today. But on that note too, I also just want to say fuck like the media outlets that like are now like on trend with the whole like, oh, free Britney, do this, blah, blah, blah. Like back back whenever, like, you know, in 2007, 2008, all they were doing was like broadcasting everything about her, like breakdowns and what she was going through and completely exploiting her, leading to like all of this shit that she's in now. And now they're capitalizing on like, oh, well, now it's cool that like free Britney's thing. It's like, no, you're you're culpable. Like you're responsible for what she's going through right now and what we're trying to help get her out of. And like it's it's the the you know, the dark side of media and it it pisses me off every time I see it. I'm assuming Question. you watched the framing Britney documentary thing, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. So the same reaction that the paparazzi had at the end, still trying to convince himself that he's not the problem. Like, it's you're so twisted. Like, I do have a question for Dan since you're a super fan, super fan Dan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? Th- well, what are your thoughts on Britney Spears's social media, like her Instagram posts? I think that, I mean, in what regard? Like, what what are you asking? Like, I mean, do I don't I think even it's know actually what to her ask. or. Right. Like, I'm confused when I watch <laughs> her. I'm like, are you signaling us for help? I do think that she is. Like, even right. her latest post today. So she's like naked. She's like, a lot of people are asking me if I got implants. These are just my boobs because I ate food today. And I'm like, um, is this a code? Cause I'm missing it. And I want to understand. Right. I mean, so like one of the enigmas that is Britney's social presence is that it's so easy to like lean into conspiracy theory with it because of the way it's so like fragmented in thought and like, it do- like, it doesn't make any sense at all, but it actually makes like perfect sense at the same time. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, this is what you would expect if it was actually her running it, which is why I think they got away with it for so long. But it's, I mean, I do think a lot of the last years have been forced and controlled narrative and she's just like playing the part. 
I think more recently she is getting a little bit more control. I think maybe she was given her Instagram password, but I mean, you saw she finally got an iPad. She hasn't been able to own an iPad for all of these years because of the, the restricted access to the internet. And like, it's crazy. Like this is not how you treat a human being let alone someone who's making you millions and like supposed to be relevant and with it. Like, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think I, people are like criticizing Britney for the way she uses social, but like Britney Spears hasn't been able to control her own social media. This she's giving us like 2008 MySpace, like what we were posting in 2008. So cut the girl some slack. She doesn't know the nuances and the ins and outs of social media in 2021 because she literally just was allowed to use her fucking phone. There's also this weird, like, and I've noticed it a lot more recently, like ever since, like there has been a bit more of her presence felt in there. Like whenever she read Jamie Lynn for filth in that one post, Thank God. Wait, that drag got me together. I was drinking my coffee when I saw it. And I'm not even joking. I did a little bit of a spit take. I was like. Dragged her ass. But ever since then, there's also this weird thing that like celebrities are doing a couple in particular, like in her comments where they're being like weirdly like patronizing in a way that's like. At Selena Gomez. At Perez Hilton, who's fucking garbage. Really? You expect that. Exactly. And it's like him posting things like, you go, baby. Like, you're kicking ass. Like, like you just keep doing you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut the fuck up with this patronizing bullshit. Right. Like, like she's not an infant. She's an adult. Right. Human. She's an adult human being. And stop. I, it's this very weird thing that they're doing in her comments. That, like, every time I see it, I'm like let's not treat her. Let's not continue to treat her like a child. Like she's an adult. Like let's, let's, let's treat her as one. It's weird. It's yeah. Honestly, this is an interesting episode because all three of our topics are kind of like surrounding celebrities and social media. So I think it's a rather interesting, a rather interesting episode. Um, honestly, step in the right direction. I just, can't wait to see the day where Brittany gets to live the life she wants, wakes up every day and does whatever the fuck she wants to do. And I just feel like this news is maybe a step in that direction, which is exciting. Okay. Well, we are going to take a quick break because I have to pee. Um, and we will be right back after this. Hello, hot tea honeys. We are back. Why is everyone so confused? Aren't they the hot tea honeys? Hi, tea honeys. Fuck, I've been calling them hot tea honeys. This is the third time I've been corrected. Can I change it? Can we have both? Nope. I like both. The tea's hot. And it's also high tea. Amanda, it's your podcast. What do you say? I just am so embarrassed by both of you today. Just fucking go, Sherry. Say what you want to say. <laughs> Dan, I'm sorry. <laughs> For my behavior. Oh, my goodness. Well, sorry. High tea, honeys. Okay. So we are discussing celebrities and their inability to use social media. So I am starting with the Nicki Minaj, Jesse J., situation. So if you haven't seen this, I think it was like last week, Jesse J decided to get on 
Instagram and Twitter. And she was like, yeah, she was talking about Bang Bang. So that collaboration she did with Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande in 2014. And she was like, yeah. So like when the song was written, um, it was so hot, like, obviously they sent it to me and it was great. And they were like, yeah, you, you have to be on this, this song. Like it's for you. And apparently they sent it to Nicki Minaj and she, she was just like so floored by the song that she asked to be on it when she heard it to which Nicki Minaj (laughs) clapped back. And she said, bitch, I was not asked to be on the song. My label got the song and told me to be on the song. And that's why I was on the song. I was not thirsting around for your motherfucking song. So literally (laughs) she said, this is not the first time that this has happened in like the past couple weeks. So I just want to clarify for y'all, God bless. And so Jessie J is in her fucking feelings, I think. And she decides to get (laughs) back on Instagram. She has since deleted it and wrote this whole apology it was a mess i don't know what's going on with jesse j but she can't sing right now i think she has nodes and she's Not like nodes yeah like she's like she won't say it explicitly but like she's like, yeah like it hurts to sing we all know what that means we were was she theater. ever a singer jesse j don't do Jesse J. I'm gonna have to fight you right now. That's Jesse J. Is one this is what we're not about to do. Hold on you, now. You, uh, hold on now. Jesse J. We can say amazing. a lot of things about Jesse J. Jesse J. Has some pipes. She does do the most. I'm like, yes. you could take out a couple of those runs. We get it. You're really trying to prove yourself here, but she has a good yes. voice. I'll give it to you. Okay. Yeah, no, you'll give it back to Jesse. Why did you just do that? Jesse's not listening to our podcast, y'all. I'm sorry to break it to you. When she, do, when she eventually, you know what? When I meet Jesse J, I'm going to play this clip for her and show how you were a hater. No problem. <laughs> you I got know you. What? I support that plan. And she love me. Shane has been she'll hating me. since day one. She love me. Anyone who's more talented than Shane, he wants to hate on, me included. Go ahead, You're Shane. right. You're right. Anyway, let me get back to what I was saying, Shane. Okay, so she wrote this whole apology to Nicki Minaj, which was hilarious. Let me let me read to you exactly what Nicki Minaj tweeted. She said, babe, at Jesse J, I didn't hear the song and asked to get on it. The label asked me to get on it and paid me. How would I have heard the song? Child, what am I, the damn song monitor? Snooping around for songs, child? This was said by another artist recently as well. Y'all gotta stop. Love you. When I tell you, when I saw that, I literally <laughs> dropped my phone. <laughs> what? I have never in my life. The thing about Nicki Minaj is she, you can say what you want about her songs, about whether or not she's fallen off. She is very talented at getting a bitch together. That shit was wild. Let me tell you, Anika Tanya Mirage Petty has never once in her life back to be on anything. Never not once in her, her life has she begged to be on She has never in her life begged to be on shit. And I would never dare accuse her of that. Because she Honestly, will probably come on and read you for filth. This <laughs> like, is giving me that time she collected Taylor Swift for filth as well. This is really giving me that. Because this is when what, she also dragged Miley Cyrus live on the VMA right. talking about Miley live. was good and they cut to Miley Cyrus and sh- I've never seen someone look more terrified in my life yeah because why Miley thought like because it? she was presenting she could present a little bit of smoke and then Nicki Minaj said you will not be doing that 
read to you what jesse j responded with she added a picture of her performing with Nicki minaj singing bang bang together so she said if we can't laugh in the lives that we have been blessed with what's the point it really isn't that deep from the moment i met you to now i have shown you nothing but love and gratitude for how fucking blessed i was to have you and at ariana grande who by the way wrote bang bang with the insanely talented max martin which i found out today jesus what a day sorry ari i never knew wild i felt like i had won a competition back then and i still do now how do you yeah, not know <laughs> How do you not know who wrote a song that you are singing and releasing? Like, I understand, like, singing a song off the cuff. But, like, if you are going to be releasing this, I'm going to know forward and backward who's on the track. Like, I mean, maybe it's different. The industry, like, I mean, the label, like, fed her the song. But, like, you still want to know what you're doing, don't you? Like... I could not agree more and not even just performing it and putting it, uh, putting it out. Let's not forget when bang bang came out, you could not watch a nightly television show, a freaking award show. You couldn't even walk into damn Publix without hearing bang bang playing on the radio. That song was freaking everywhere. And they performed it about a thousand billion times. Like girl, I have so many things that I could say about that. My thing is, if someone comes for you and like claps back and like puts you in your place, just don't say anything because hopefully people will just forget about it and they can move on. The second you come back with a damn apology groveling on your hands and knees, that's when you know you done fucked up. I was just going to say, didn't you like just address how like literally the problem with all of these celebrity things is like, just stop talking. Like you're literally talking too much and getting yourself into the trouble. Like, shut up, the baby. Just don't say more. Like, <laughs> we are literally only four episodes in, and season three is nothing but us talking about celebrities speaking out of turn about things that they just don't need to say. <laughs> well, say la tea. <laughs> right. Also, can we recall that this song was released in 2014? Why is this a topic of discussion? <laughs> Guess what? This song is in second grade. Why the fuck are we still talking about it? Like, Jessie J is super talented. Like, she's got a voice. I will give her that for sure. She's got the talent. But, like, I'm sorry your single is not performing the way that you would like it to. Like, She has a single? They're yeah, just she's got new music. Jen. No, she's got new music. And it's, like, it's like decent. Like, okay. like it's 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 okay. Like it's not bad. It's just she's like not good doing it. Where so I instead really she's to having to come out and say, "Hey, the people that were on my song, my my biggest hit, actually begged me to be on it. So let me bring that up again seven years later." Right, child. She's talking about that. She just stopped talking about damn party in the USA in every fucking interview that she has. When I tell you. I have never heard someone talk about the fact that like, you know, a fun fact is I wrote Party of the USA. It's not a fun fact if you've been telling us about it every single interview you've had since 2010. That does not make that a party trick. That is a known fact at that point. It's no longer fun. It's just a fact. I need the next interview that she's on. Somebody starts off the interview by going, oh my God, the the co-writer, the writer of Party in the USA, Jesse J, she is here. Just to go ahead and introduce it, get it out of the way. <laughs> she cares so much that she wrote that song, but doesn't know who wrote Bang Bang. Oh. <laughs> 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 
And didn't know it was Ariana Grande as well. Sherry, if oh, you call her Ariana Grande one more time. Not Ariola. <laughs> not Ariola Grande. My bad. I really thought it was that. It's Ariana Grande. Sherry, go ahead and log off. And oh while you're logging God. off, we also need a, we also need to go ahead and make a quick segue real quick that whoever creates the marketing promotional material for The Voice needs to understand that they did not put a picture of Ariana Grande on their poster this week for the new season. They dead ass stuck up one of those like they, they put up great value dangerous woman with a high voice that's ariana grande that's, that's ariana grande that's <laughs> ariana grande they, the voice posted ariana grande if y'all have not seen it yet please check it out it's chaotic it's not her you cannot tell me the picture that they have posted is ariana grande it's ariana um okay speaking of celebrities on the internet this one is kind of i don't know it's i don't think it's her fault and let me just dive in. So Lizzo and Cardi B released a new single called Rumors. I think it's cute. It's a little bit of a, you know, fun pop anthem. Got a little bit of a couple dance breaks in it. I thought it was fine. Um, and the internet has reacted. Now, it's not that people are reacting to the track itself. It really seems like the internet is just once again coming for Lizzo for who she is. It's like if someone else released this track, everybody would love it. And in a really sad Instagram live video, Lizzo, I don't know if you two saw this. Uh, Lizzo literally is talking to the camera for 13 minutes, hysterically crying about how racist and fat phobic the world is. And honestly, it just really makes me sad. And it makes me, I've like, said some things I think even on this podcast that I no longer think that I agree with because of the situation with Lizzo. I think bullying celebrities on the internet is wrong. I mean, so I like get where she's at. Cause like, so I, I did watch the entire thing. Um, not live. I don't do that. I, I researched and did prep for this podcast because I'm a good guest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you so I watched the whole the thing. Two co-hosts on this podcast because they probably have no idea what the fuck we're even talking about. Stop. You need to respect. Sure. Amanda, your you showed to this podcast thirty minutes beforehand and go. What are we talking about tonight? Shane, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and log off. Go, yeah, I was about to say, go ahead and log off. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you oh, so he much. actually logged off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, so I like watched the whole thing and uh, she did address that th- she's just like having a moment. Like she, she is like working very hard right now. I don't know that she's budgeting so much self-care time in her super packed promo schedule. So it like got to her and she was having a moment, which is totally human, totally valid. I don't think she is living in the comments. So like it's, you're totally entitled to be in your feels. She's a human. It's an emotional thing when people are dragging you for no reason at all. And it's like, it seems super hyper-focused and I get it. Or, I mean, I empathize, but I don't know. Like, I like I don't agree people shouldn't be like on her but it's also like she's a public figure and that is what her message is right like she's she's 
proud to be a big black woman. And that's what they're harping on her for specifically. So she kind of put this out there as this is forum because this is what I'm talking about. But I don't think it's right for people to target her and hate on her because of it. So I'm also very confused as to why people are still trying to bully Lizzo for being fat and black. I'm I'm like, why did you wait until this rumors music video? She's like, or is it affecting her more this time around? Is that I what it is? I don't think people are waiting. They didn't wait for rumors. It's just yet another thing. I just, okay. So I think of it this way. It's like you put something out and people don't like it. Right. And you're like, Oh fuck. Okay. okay. Well now I'm going to try really hard on this next thing. I'm, I'm going to make something that I really care about and people are really going to like it. You put out the next thing and it's like, Oh wait, they still don't like it. Okay. That's weird. Well, I'm going to do something totally different. It's going to, I'm going to pour my heart and soul into this one. And there's no way people aren't going to like it. You put it out and they still don't like it. At some point you take a look at it and you're like, it's not the work. It's me that they don't like, you know what I mean? Got it. Okay. Well, I think this is what Selena Gomez wanted to think was happening to her whenever she, remember whenever she went and did that whole like stunt about like crying about people not like buying her album and she like went and bought all of her copies at Target and stuff like. But which was the, so bizarre that it, she did that. I cannot believe her strange. PR team let that happen. In fact, yeah. they probably orchestrated it and like I hope they were fired because that was just very strange. Wait, I don't actually like know what that is. What what happened with Selena? <laughs> Long story short, she basically like had released what is that what's that album called? Um, the, I, sir, so, I have no idea why would I even I'm not even going to lie, it probably makes me a, I, I don't have the details on it but it, it was rare. her last album Yes, it, no, it was rare, rare, thank you um, and she was basically like upset that like it wasn't reaching like the top of the charts, she wanted to make sure it was number one because she cared so much about that album putting it together and like she made all these Instagram posts of like her and her friends going to every Target that she could get to and literally buying every copy of her album so they would sell out of it and the whole thing was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, what's going on? And then who was it that she was up against basically for the number one spot? And he literally came out and was like, can y'all go listen to Rare, please? Like, I, I don't think, I disagree with you, Shane. I don't think that's the same. I, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's the same. I'm saying I think in a lot of ways what was happening with that situation was... I, I'm saying I empathize more with the Lizzo side of this story that I think Lizzo is coming from a place of like actual hurt and upset over people making something personal. Whereas I think there was a bit of like the, the Selena Gomez situation that was coming from her thinking <laughs> and it, it, it was something different. I still disagree with you. Like, I don't, okay. I don't know how the two correlate. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. Like I just, I do think that, and, you know, Amanda, you just touched on this. You said that you should not bully celebrities on the Internet, which I would argue some people might think that we bully celebrities on this podcast. So I but I will say this. I do think in terms of class. Right. Because I'm a nobody. 
No one knows who I am. I can pretty much say what I want and I won't be judged for it. I have no platform as of today. And I feel like sometimes celebrities, I'm not saying Lizzo is doing this. I'm saying this purely as a general statement. I feel like sometimes celebrities, they get this platform, they have fans. And when fans don't like something, they kind of take it out on us and say, you guys don't like me. And it's because you guys don't get it. And there is a certain... Once you become a celebrity, there's a certain skin that you do have to develop because you are still a mentor. You are someone of influence and you need to learn how to let things roll off your back. They tell us that all the fucking time when they tell us just keep on going when you are rejected for an audition. So why is it that? And while I agree with you, while I agree with you in that vein, I do think that celebrities are not above criticism that's not what i'm saying if you are using an f slur 100 i'm gonna drag you on this podcast not okay if you're using gay people as a way for you to sell a single because it's pride month and you've never once mentioned anything about caring about gay rights i'm gonna drag you for that that's not appropriate i think there are things that warrant criticism in something like someone's appearance does not right like i'm dragging Katy perry because she's a cringeworthy human being who literally is shamelessly doing things to be famous (laughs) that is not me dragging her for her physical appearance well what to to clarify as i go further down this road what i meant to say um to finish my thought is that yes i know that she's heard about what they're saying they call me a mammy as well i totally understand where she's coming from and i'm a nobody so yes um i do think that her pr team needed to jump on that before she did um, I really, it broke my heart to know that she was crying on social media. And I, I hear what you're saying. I do think, yeah. um, I do think that it depends if celebrities want to have a moment of vulnerability. I actually am fine with that. As long as it's, it is that it's a moment of vulnerability. What I think is weird is when it's like so obviously contrived and is a PR stunt. That's bizarre. If you watch Lizzo, the baby's reaction to his bullshit yes, at Miami. Yes, yes, super contrived, so obvious that it was a PR team who was behind that whole thing. If you watch Lizzo's live, like literally, I almost started crying because it was you could tell she's truly like distraught and heartbroken. This is her way of making a plea to these people who are saying such horrible things about her, trying to appeal to their humanity and saying, "Hey, this is really affecting me as a person." I think too, we would be remiss, and if we didn't bring up that, I, I. Th- think that the whole idea about like having to have a thick skin and being a celebrity like yeah we've been told that since we were kids you, you we've grown up learning that that like once you get into a public spotlight you're gonna there is a certain um a certain type of defense that you need to develop for criticism however modern social social media and the way that it contributes to how we interact with celebrities is completely different to where like this stuff with lizzo like and 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 celebrities that are experiencing little bullying online it's not that they're they're not reading reviews about them they're not reading criticism about them they are reading comments to them directly it is people talking to them via instagram live in the comments or in their instagram comments or in their dms like we have more access to speaking to celebrities than ever before. I almost think like it, it, it is easier to accept criticism when it's just something about your work. It's something about like, because that stuff gets published. It goes through 
it goes through like, you know, a, a professionalism type thing where people are going to have to review it and make sure before it gets posted and you put your name on it. Now it's like anybody and everybody can just go on comments and just post whatever the hell they want and say to you directly, you are such a fat bitch or you're this or you're that. And it's like, that has to hit so much harder because it's like someone talking directly to you. And I, I just, I, that's where I think like that kind of stuff when it, when it's a personal attack like that, like it's not about your art. It's not about what you're creating or about your ethics. It's about you. Like that's a personal attack on who you are as a person. That's something you can't help. Okay. So back to the vulnerability of celebrities and all uh, Lizzo really, she did address that in the video. She said that, she was in her bathroom having a little moment, like getting in her feels real quick because the rest of her team and other people that she works with were outside and she didn't, she wanted to be strong and lead them. And she's like, I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys, even though you guys is the rest of the internet. But she did say that like, this is authentic. It, it felt very genuine that whole moment. And just to clarify, I don't want to sound like a motherfucking asshole. I truly do not agree with what people are saying to Lizzo because I fall in that same category that she is in not acknowledging her plight is not acknowledging my own. It's just, it's just sometimes I think when, when you see a celebrity acting that way and they quote unquote have quote unquote accolades and money, it's hard. It's that class system. It's hard for me to relate because I feel like she's in a different class. And I, sometimes I need to, Remember that they are people too. Okay, so we are going to take a quick break. And when we're back, we'll be back with sexuality. We'll be back. So for this episode, we thought since we have a guest, we've introduced some new segments this season. Why not mix it up and, you know, leave you guys on a little cliffhanger wanting more. So we are actually going to give you the rest of this episode next week. Surprise! Are we supposed to say something? Is that a yes? No, it's fine. Okay. Just fucking okay, okay. grab it. <laughs> Tune in next week for more of this episode. Yes, with our very special <laughs> guest, Dan Jorge. And hopefully Shane doesn't make it because he's just really been getting on my nerves within this episode. So I might just edit everything he had to say out. So it's just us. I'm going to let everybody know that the next week we've already recorded all of that. So sorry, I'm going to be there. <laughs> okay, great. Unfortunately, now we're, our, our listener rate is going to drop by 50%. Anywho, we will talk to you all next week. We'll be back with some more hot tea for you. Bye-bye. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. Toodles. Toodles.